Hey y'all, happy Tuesday and welcome on in to today's episode of Great Quarter Gals. I'm Kelly Nix here with Grace Sharkey, ready to get your Tuesday before Thanksgiving episode started. Grace, great to see ya. Yeah, happy to see you too. It's uh, I'm 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 ready for Thanksgiving. I'm ready for a day of couch sitting, football watching, nap timing. Uh, I need one of those days right now for sure. I need one of those days too. It's raining here in Chattanooga for the first time in about eight weeks, and it is like one of those days where all oh. I wanted to do was spend it on the couch. And it's coming for Thanksgiving too, and so I'm ready for that break. Yeah, well, uh, opposite here. It's just been rain and cloudy and miserable uh, every single day of the uh, past couple weeks. But no snow. And if we can just keep it that way for eternity, then life would be good. <laughs> you got to move out of Michigan for that one. I'm, yeah, I'm no sorry thanks. to break it to you. But Grace, we're headed into this Thanksgiving holiday. Of course, we have a lot of drivers who are still out on the roads. And of course, they are working super, super hard away from their families this holiday to Keep things running and deliver those meals for you guys, right? With the things that are in the grocery stores, we wouldn't get unless we had the truck drivers to thank for that. So thank you, trucker, this week. Be grateful to them. I got to know, as we head into this holiday season, what are you most thankful for? What are you grateful for? Whoa. Uh, well, you know, I will say truck drivers just because, you know, everyone that one week in September, everyone wants to thank a driver. But you're right. Like, this is another reminder that we need to do that. Uh uh, you know, being a part of this team, I'm just going to say that. I'm, we're all still running high, I think, off of the energy of F3. I've been talking with, you know, people who attend an event and they absolutely loved it. I can tell you right now, there's at least three or four deals that I know are happening behind the scenes from meetings that happened at F3 as well. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful for this this wonderful team and, and, and organization and what we've been able to do in this past couple of years and, and, and build. And so, and, and you know, you know what, Kaylee, I'm also thankful for my co-host, Kaylee Dix, <laughs> uh, and all, all the hard work that she puts into this company as well. <laughs> well, I'm grateful for you. I'm also grateful for all the work that we've been doing here the last kind of few months, both on this show and on our other shows and excited for the work that we're going to be doing headed into the new year. So stay tuned for lots of exciting things happening here at Freight Waves as we keep things rolling and Grace, we've got a great guest today. We're going to take a little sneak peek at Andy Logistics and get to learn a little bit about a super strong women-owned company. But first, we got to talk about some news stories, both coming out of you and our title today, Fraud. It's legit everywhere. And I don't think it's been any secret that DAT has been in a little bit of hot water in these last couple of weeks. We've seen the load board system go down two, three, four times. We, of course, Saw the call out by Craig Fuller at the Future of Freight Festival directly on the main stage. And we've also seen now a fake phishing site popping up that is directly targeting brokers and carriers. Talk to us a little bit about this because this isn't just behind the scenes, double brokering. This is straight up a legit fraud site. Yeah, it's. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our good friend PBJ over at Freight Caviar for for getting this image and 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 tweeting this out. And actually, DAT thanked him as well in, in the comment on this uh, situation too, because you know for them, it, they straight up quote, "If you see something, say something." And that's that's how we're going to work. Have to work together as a community, as an industry, and make sure this stuff gets uh, a squash. So for everyone out there, uh, last. Week, uh, we we're brought to our attention that uh, there was a number of brokers that were receiving emails from an email a case at 
1DATFreight.com. And if you know DAT and you use their, their load board, it's under their, their product DAT1. So it looks pretty legitimate. It sends them a fake uh, carrier 411 freight guard report. Basically says that we have to set you up and you have a report and you need to answer to this in order to, to move forward. What they from there, you go to the site, and it's pretty spot on to identical of what DAT's login looks like. Uh, there's also a link if you're having issues logging in, which I, I think they're hoping that you do. Uh, and uh, likely what they're doing is they're using the site to take your username and password. Now, theoretically, what they could do with that information, uh, if they work this correctly is they can log into GAT and and start taking loads, uh, double brokering, stealing freight as well uh, once it's on their back. And uh, it's a, a number of different ways they can commit fraud from that point. And we did follow the IP address and it showed up in, in Russia. So I think that was a quick sign something's going wrong. Uh, and uh, I will say DAT did comment on this article and they left a, a number of different steps to take, uh, including a, a link to their website uh, that shows you what to do if you see any phishing attempts like this. Again, they were very, very strong and clearly if you see something, uh, of course you can reach out to Freightways or Freight Caviar, but they would of course, I think prefer you reach out to them directly so that they know what's happening too. Uh, and uh, on top of that, uh, they did say that they do have multi-factor authentication. So that should help if they were to obtain your user and password, uh, that multi-factor should help the, avoid them logging into your account. But uh, these guys are getting pretty sophisticated. So I would not be surprised if they've gotten around that at some point or figured out a way around that. Uh, and it sounds like from a couple of people that this, this site has been up for, for some time. It's not something that's just been up since even last week. So uh, we got to watch out for this stuff out there. And hopefully people are tra training their employees to watch for this stuff too. Uh, the scammers are getting craftier and craftier for sure. So be paying attention to that. Let's move on to your second story to talk about. I am also grateful for still having a job. Let's put that out there because for <laughs> some folks at Solera, it's they're not so lucky. And this is something that I saw that went viral on TikTok before I ever saw you write about it. And then you came and you covered it. And I actually thought when I saw the video, I was like, oh man, I feel like we should really talk about this on Freight Waves. An unfortunate group of employees at Solera finding out that they were being let go over Teams and people were not thrilled about it. Yeah, I'm not thrilled at all. I, I I will say actually just now looking at this article, it looks like uh, a cease and assist was probably sent and the TikTok is taken down. So I'll put up a copy of the TikTok here in a second. Uh, but uh, for everyone that did see it, uh, it was, it, you know, these stories are sad, but I like to comment on them. And I've been actually writing about Solera and Omnitrax and, and Dealer Socket and their, their equity Vista for some time now, because I, I really want their employees, future employees in particular, to know what the company culture has, has been like. And uh, this was right down the, the, the path that they normally take. Uh, a little tone deaf in the, in the case that if you 
are going to do a mass layoff over uh, any type of uh, Teams, uh, Slack, uh, whatever, Zoom, etc. Do your best to mute everyone so that this doesn't get out of hand like this one did. But everyone was airing their grievances. And in particular, you got to listen to an employee who was acquired by Solera uh, and quickly brought to attention the culture issues that they've seen at Solera since being acquired. That is... Uh, very common in, in what Solera picks up and, and it's it's holding uh, companies as well. So, uh, again, it sounds like about 44 members that pushed more people to Mexico as they did uh, about a, two years back, maybe a year and a half now. They did the same exact thing. Uh, they were looking for, for new rounds of funding, can't find it. So they slash jobs and move them uh, overseas or nearshore, uh, whatever is uh, easier and, ch- and uh, assumingly cheaper for them to do as well. Now, uh, uh, there are comments on it that I would highly suggest you check out on people commenting on the state of the quality of products over the last couple of years, and, and they're not as friendly as you'd hope they'd be. So, again, uh, I, I've, I've watched this company for quite some time. When I saw this TikTok, uh, Justin actually sent it to me. I said, oh, here we go again. So uh, I definitely wanted to cover it, and hopefully you know, people that are, are looking for jobs there or there now can – can kind of see this and take this as a sign that, uh, uh, again, this is a, a common culture theme uh, with the companies that they pick up. And it sounds like there are now 44 people on their billing team who have a good resume and are looking for a new opportunity. If anybody watching this is maybe looking to hire a new employee for your billing team, reach out to some of those folks who might have unfortunately been a victim of those layoffs there at Solera. So, of course, you can find those articles yeah. from Grace up on FreightWaves.com. And we, I thank you for talking about and sharing those. Right now, let's go ahead and welcome in our guest for today. We mentioned a little bit about her at the very, very start, but we've got Tammy Gauthier joining us today. She is vice president over at Andy Logistics. And when it comes to women-owned companies, Tammy, we love, of course, featuring them here on FreightWaves now. So we're super thrilled to have you guys here. Talk to us a little bit about Andy. Give us a little 101 about who you guys are, where you came from, and what you do. Yeah. First, I want to say thank you so much uh, for having me on. Uh, I met both of you at the F3 and loved it. Uh, Even though we only passed each other a couple of times in the hall, what a great event. Looking forward to the one coming up in June. So Andy, um, uh, we were founded in uh, uh, 2001. Um, 22 years ago, Mr. Uh, Ili Crisan, an immigrant from Romania who wanted a better life for his young family, came to Canada um, and, and transitioned from being a bus driver to um, embracing uh, truck driving in North America. Uh, named after his daughter, Andrea, the company's humble beginning started with one burgundy truck. Um uh, throughout the years, obviously, ups and downs, the trucking companies uh, faced uh, a lot of uh, different ch- challenges, uh, notably downsizing during the 2008 recession. Uh, however, Andy uh, never gave up and they showed their resilience by navigating those challenges. Um, by 2010, they began a growth trajectory that, that would lead them ultimately to um, opening up multiple terminal, terminals across Canada, uh, Quebec and Ontario very close to the border, um, the launch of their warehouse and distribution centers, um, as well as the launch of their Tristan um, Fleet Maintenance Center. Um, In 2021, a pivotal moment, 
arrived as uh, Andrea Crisan assumed the role of, uh, of our president and CEO, making a, a generational transition and emphasizing the company's commitment to adaptability and inv innovation. Um, this transition maintains the family legacy while incorporating fresh perspectives for continued growth. Um, we're excited um, about the next stage in Andy's uh, future. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, we're just excited to, to, to be on this journey with Andrea. Uh, I love that, especially the the transition and and into this uh, wonderful female run entity. And uh, I can only imagine, especially right now, with so many companies focused on their DEI initiatives, that uh, being a a supplier of logistics uh, services is probably a big win for the for the company as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think um, the fact that uh, being a woman-owned uh, company and woman-led, um, and the fact that we also have, uh, when when we take a look at our, our, our board, our, our executive, the leadership management, I mean, we're, we're close to one-third uh, women, and um, it, it's exciting, and it's, it's nice to be able to offer that to, um, to those that we partner with. I think that that's super important because as we all know, you not only support DEI initiatives with the people that you do business with in your own internal company, but it is those partnerships and who you selectively choose to work with that helps kind of foster that growth mentality and that growth environment, right? You're going to align yourself if you have the ability to align yourself with like-minded businesses, like-minded leaders that helps you press that initiative even further and do it in a way that is very authentic, I think, to that growth strategy. When you guys are looking at some of those selective partnerships, obviously helping out the customer comes first, right? But what other types of qualities, what other types of things are you looking for when you really find those partnerships that work really well with Andy? Yeah, I think that um, some of the things that we definitely look for, are, you know, transparency. I mean, I, I know that it's one of the buzzwords in the industry right now where we, we talk a lot about transparency, communication, but these really are important factors that we look for in partners, regardless of the partnership, whether it's carriers, whether it's, um, you know, banking relationships, whoever we're looking for, we're really looking for those that are going to give us that commitment um, the transparency. Uh, there's nothing worse than, uh, you know, partnering with a carrier um, that tells you they're going to be transparent and they're going to, you know, uh, tell us the truth. And then we find out that, you know, our freight hasn't even left their dock. Um, so I think really being able to build the relationships that are going to give us what we actually are providing to our customers, that's imperative. Communication, making sure that, you know what, if there's something, there's something going on and, um, and we're not able to, um, you know, uh, get the, the load delivered on time or um, it, it's important it's important that our partners actually reach out to us and allow us to have that conversation with our customer to find either another solution or at least for them to be prepared for what's what, what's coming so definitely transparency um, communication um, just the overall uh, relationship uh, it, it, it's critical to us well, it sounds like a, another critical offering, and I'd say right now with uh, supply chains moving uh, back to North America, you guys are, are experts in the cross-border uh, arena too. Can you tell us about that offering and how that's evolved over the last couple of years and, and the demand for that as well? 
Yeah. So I think that if you look at Andy historically, I mean, just, um, you know, uh, Mr. Chrisan, when he had started the company, um, you know, some of the first uh, uh, customers he had was cross-border. And for us, it's been it's been an ever evolving, um, uh, um, it's been an evolution in our company where we've always been cross border. We've always been handling customers uh, more so on the Canadian customers crossing over into the United States, um, you know, allowing us to help them with their compliance and regulations, making sure that there was efficiency in their supply chain. But we're seeing it more so now where uh, the U.S. customers are looking to us um, to be that cross-border expert um, for them. Um, you know, I think that um, this is something that's going to be long-term. I think that we're going to be able to build on this. Um, we're, we're comfortable in the cross-border. It's where we, where we feel most comfortable um, and, and, and certainly um, feel that we, we have that knowledge and expertise. I think that it's super imperative, especially as we kind of look at the future of cross-border trade across North America. We, of course, have seen the evolution from NAFTA into the USMC agreement. And that's something that I think has been really pivotal, not just for U.S. to Canada, but also U.S. to Mexico and has done a really good job of connecting customers across those three border landscapes, right? You see a lot of companies now who aren't just working Canada into the U.S. freight. They're also working Canada into the U.S. into Mexico and vice versa, going across all three countries of the continent. What other types of competitive advantages do you guys see in Andy? And is it something that you are directly using to compete with your other offers or the other people who are offering these same services in Canada? Or is it just something that sets you apart, is distinct to you guys in the in the space? Yeah, great question, Katie. I, so I, I, I think that... Um, the fact that we have such a young and dynamic leadership, our, our executive, uh, when Andrea came on board, she really built a, um, a, a great um, executive team that's allowed us to really think about um, how can we set ourselves apart from the competition? And um, one of the things that I uh, that I'm, I'm super proud of is the, is the fact that we're um, open to new technologies. Um, uh, I think that it, it it helps us to kind of get ahead of the curve. Um, there's a lot of amazing technologies out there right now that we're exploring. Um, if if I may, like a, a simple tool that that seems amazing, like Front, um, that could help us organize ourselves in our in our day to day emails uh, with our customers and our carriers. Um, you know, this is something that could be um, great for us. Um, I think the fact that they are forward thinking and entry is a leader that um, that ensures that we're always thinking outside of the box, um, making sure that our not just us as leaders, but our, as our team evolves and grows, that we're bringing them into the conversation as well. I mean, we have a town hall tomorrow. Um, just spur the moment um, it, it, uh, and, and nothing uh, planned uh, too much, but just to have a conversation, talk a little bit about what's going on in, in the industry and, and how, to, how to get things going. I think that that forward thinking approach um, helps us to be competitive. It allows us to offer more services. Um, something that um, you know, when they started, they Andy started. They were a, a purely a trucking company, um, and then they, you know, they they pivoted and they 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 found some different ways to bring in some of the the resources that they had. They opened up their own maintenance centers. Where now, you know, Andy Andy Trucking is not. 
the primary uh, customer, um, but you know we we offer that service to to other small fleets. Um, I think the warehousing and distribution um, allows us to offer more to our customer, um, and the fact that we have the 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 brokerage arm, uh, I think that allows us to add additional capacity to our to our clients when maybe our trucks don't run those lanes. Um, but making sure that we we provide that cross um, uh, cross service um, to to the customers, I think that's that's imperative. Yeah. And I want to touch on uh, the relationship building and, and even and more so not just uh, with your carriers, customers, but even sounds like you've done a lot to to build up your own employees in in-house as well. How important is that to Andy uh, in, in regards to especially in this market today, building that relationship so that you can have these honest conversations with both your carriers and customers and, and employees as well of where the market is and where it's headed? Yeah, I think that's a really great question, Grace. Um, so one of the things that I think Andy prides themselves in is the fact that we've been able to uh, bring on and uh, retain some great talent, um, you know, whether it be um, in our Canadian office, we've got uh, also staff in the United States who are helping us on the, the sales and also on the carrier side of things. Um, we also have, you know, an amazing team um, that work out of our Romanian office. Um, this is, you know, it comes from the grassroots of our company. Um, these guys are, are probably the backbone of our company when it comes to, you know, billing and operations. I have someone on my team who's uh, extraordinary. I, I have to say I stole them from the trucking side. Um, and, you know, and, and they, they, they bring such a valuable um, uh, skill set to, to the team. Um, I, I think that one of the things that we look for in, in employees is, you know, are, are these individuals coming on board just to do, you know, the everyday tasks or are they coming to help us build the brand and build the company? Um, and I have to say that for the most part, everyone that I work with has the mindset of growth. They want to come on. They believe in the brand. They love the Andy logo. They they love seeing um, those those um, um, Andy trucks uh, rolling throughout North America. Um and they're quite proud when they when when they hear a success story. But I definitely think that one of the things that we do well is we bring our employees into the conversation early. Um, and I'll give you an example. One of the things that we do when we're onboarding a customer is, uh, and, and my background my background is in HR and marketing. Um, and one of the things that we do is, you know, we onboard our customers the same way we would have onboarded an employee in our company. We bring everyone that needs to be involved. We bring in anyone that needs to be part of the success of that employee in at the early stages um, and make sure that we set up a proper plan for that person. Um, we give them the, the objectives, the, the, the targets, but also we give them um, a sense of what they're going to be um, uh, working towards, not just their own KPIs, but the company's uh, KPIs. What, what is the company looking to do? Are we looking to grow? Are we looking to you know, maintain? Are we looking to take on more market share? Whatever it may be, we have to start talking to our employees about this. And I think that Andy does a really good job. So Tammy, we've got about a minute and a half left on our show today. And I want to finish this off talking about what the future looks like. Obviously, Andrea taking over the CEO helm has continued the family legacy of Andy. 
But when she looks to the future, what does that look like from her goals or the perspective of where the company goes from here? Oh, big question. And I, I wish that um, Andrew was on with you guys. Certainly someone you you want to have a, have a chat with down the road. But um, I think Andrea is extremely ambitious. She's someone, she's young. She's, uh, she's someone who leads with passion and, and, um, and guides us to um, feel uncomfortable. Uh, so but even for me, the, you know, having these, these interviews, uh, it's not something that I uh, was accustomed to in my previous positions, but uh, pushed me to be uncomfortable, like getting us to be uncomfortable uh, in the situations where, where we're not used to. I think her goal is to grow Andy um, where we're going to see our trucks on all of the major uh, highways and interstates uh, all over uh, North America. Um, we see our trucks a lot in Canada. You, you can see them in any province or, or, or city across Canada. Um, we can certainly see them um, in certain parts of the U.S., but uh, our goal is really to to just build our brand and our, and our image um, so that more people know who we are, especially in the United States. Well, well I, I will so say much. that you, you, I say you did a great job. So if this is out of your comfort zone, you fooled me. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. You killed it. Thank you so much for joining us. And we are super excited to see what Andy is going to do next. And you're so right. We would love to have Andrea on the show. So if you can put in a good word for us, go ahead and do that, Tammy. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving, ladies. Happy Thanksgiving Thank to you, you as well. <laughs> Grace, that does it for us here on this pre-Thanksgiving episode of Great Quarter Gals. But as always, we've got lots more content coming up through the week and you can catch us every Tuesday. Where can the people find you, Grace? You can find me uh, here on Freightways Now on Mondays, on the Stockout on Mondays. And you can also find me Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 on SiriusXM's Road Dog Trucking Channel. We've got a fun Black Friday episode with me, Thomas, and Mary, where we talk about our shopping habits and our gift-giving abilities. So uh, we will be still on throughout the week, even throughout the holiday. There you go. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Have a very safe holiday. Thank a truck driver, and we'll see you guys next week. Oh, 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 oh,